Welcome to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series, where some of our company's most innovative and engaging leaders share their thoughts about leadership, career development, our company, and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Lead. I'm your host, Paula Angelo, and I had internal and CEO communications at the Hartford. Our guest today is Doug Elliott, president of the Hartford. And although he needs very little introduction, uh, Doug does lead our PNC business, including small commercial, middle and large commercial, personal lines, and global specialty, along with underwriting. Doug, thanks so much for making time to chat today. Well, it's great to be with you, and I'm excited to share a little bit of my history with uh, our listening audience. Great. Well, we have a lot to talk about today, so let's just jump right in. Uh, and we'll start with getting to know you a little bit and hearing about your professional journey. What was the path that brought you to your current position? And I guess maybe even a better place to start is, are you doing now what you thought you'd be doing? Probably not. And I think that's probably an answer that many of us have, right? So I had an affinity for math and numbers and so decided early on that I would concentrate some of my education around accounting. Uh, and upon graduation from college, I decided to seek my CPA letters and I did that. So I spent five years in public accounting and then from public accounting made the jump into insurance. And that essentially is 34 years ago. I've heard you speak in the past about the impact that an important mentor has had on your career really since the very beginning. That was a great story. Can you talk a little bit about him and how he influenced your professional development? I consider myself incredibly lucky that I've had significant mentors in my life, starting with my dad. Um, coaches, teachers, friends, all have played roles of mentoring for me. I consider myself a learner, a lifelong learner. And so yes, in various audience uh, participation discussions, I have talked about a couple of significant people. And you know, I just think there's so much to learn about life from those around us. And, and in almost all those cases, Paula, those mentorships or relationships kind of came, came about naturally. And so, I look for people that help me think about the world or our business or family or finance. They're just folks that have a lot to offer. And I find that one of the unique opportunities in the world to uh, leverage others' knowledge. And I've tried to do that. I think it's been a big asset for me over my career. I want to switch gears and uh, really dive more deeply in the Hartford and, and where we are in terms of the company's evolution. You've been with the company for 10 years. So as you think about how the company has changed and evolved during that time, what really stands out? Well, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I knew joining the company some of the outstanding attributes, right? Deep, deep respected relationships with brokers. Um, a culture that very collaborative, collegial, and a long history of finding success, uh, earning success. I read as much about the company as I could as a competitor. I listened to quarterly calls for years. So I had a, 
a fairly um, rigorous insight. But when I got here, you learn a lot more, right? And I have. And so when I think about that journey, I think about our skill sets. I think about our product bench. I think about our execution level. And what I'm most pleased about is that I think we have raised our bar in almost every area I can think about. In the product sense, you think about how broad and deep our group benefit product platform is today. I can remember standing in front of our board in the early days and you know, outlining eight products and six of them we didn't have, right? We were terrific on the group and disability side and life side, but voluntary and, and leave, et cetera, were all things that we had to imagine and build ourselves. So that, that view of the 10-year journey makes me so excited to be here today because as I think about our competitive landscape forward, there were competitors of ours that have not made that journey. And I think the next three to five years are going to be extremely difficult for those names because we're going to make it difficult for them. We, we are at a point where we have busted our tail. We are hitting the street with more product in a, in a more customer-friendly way. Our digital experience is dynamic. Our claims experience, awesome. Just all the features that were strong are stronger. And then there are a whole series of things that we can do with those features that we weren't capable of doing even five years ago. You know, you mentioned our culture, and I'm just wondering, as somebody who joined the company from uh, with experience from other organizations, what about our culture really sets us apart in your mind? Well, I think we've always been thoughtful and educated. So I, you know, as a, a broker partner and a, on the carrier side, I went out and asked the brokers who was the Hartford, right? For the first 90 days, I'm getting calls from friends and associates that I've been in the business with for 20 plus years. Tell me what I need to know about the Hartford. And when I think about what those answers are today, as an example, when we listen to the Asus Advisory Group, which we meet with several times a year, you know, they talk about and describe us in words that I don't think they used 10 years ago. Innovative, uh, really competitive, execution focused. Now, it's not to knock 10 years ago. I just think we've taken that skill set and have moved so far past, Paula, where we were. I like, I think we're more aggressive today. And that really came through in our second quarter 2021 earnings call. Uh, you talked about our multi-year roadmap to deepen and broaden our product offering and improve risk selection. And, and just generally, you know, your uh, sense that the future is bright for the Hartford. So can you talk about how our capabilities are differentiating us in the marketplace and uh, having an impact on our results? In our business, like other businesses, but the way we move the needle is to make sure you're great at your core competencies, right? And, and what we do for a living as a company is we take risk, right? We assess it, we price it, and we compete to win customers in the marketplace. And so my optimism really is generated by my assessment of our capabilities around taking and adjudicating risk and just the fundamentals. So if we were talking about small commercial, my optimism is built around what I see Chris Jones and Stephanie Bush leading around risk-taking in small or our technology to move some of those algorithms out to CSRs or customers that 
that quote us on an hourly basis around the business. I think about what we're doing in middle market with a new platform, with a new cockpit for our underwriters so that they, they don't have four or five spreadsheets on their desk. They have something at the tip of their, their finger so they can navigate through the risk and see pictures of the risk and assess, et cetera. So I could go on and on and share more of that story, but you know, our focus is really making sure at point of sale where we're making risk decisions that we're giving ourselves the best chances to be the best selector and pricer of that risk on the actuarial side, on data science, on technology, et cetera. All of those enablers for us to be great around the risk. And Paula, my optimism uh, really does stem from the collective sense of how much progress we've made on all those skill sets, right? And I, I feel like there are better days ahead for the Hartford because of how hard we have worked to get to the point we are at today. Let's take a short break. When we return, more from Doug Elliott. Hey, Harvard employees, make sure to visit iConnect for all the latest news on business wins, well-being tips, benefits updates, upcoming company events, and more. And if you can't see it daily, be sure to read the iConnect Week in Review every Friday morning. It'll get you caught up on what you missed. Now, back to the lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series. Welcome back. We're talking with Doug Elliott, president at the Hartford. I want to switch gears. I know we've been on a journey to underwriting excellence. As you think about where the Hartford is on that journey, um, how close are we to achieving true underwriting excellence? And what, what do we need to do to close that gap? Yeah, it's a great question. And there probably is no one perfect answer, but there are lots of ways to, to look at what potential answers are. One is I look at our second quarter performance and there's a scorecard that can be benchmarked about the industry. And when you look at that scorecard, there's no other way to look at our second quarter or the last couple of quarters or last year and understand that we are a top quartile firm. So I believe that. I think our progress and our report card demonstrates that. But as you know, what investors want is that type of performance over a longer period of time. This is not a you know, 100 meter race. This is, this is a long journey. This is a marathon. Um, love that about our business. It's a people business, right? You still have to bring solutions, have to be a great listener, have to be a problem solver. And I believe we will replicate that type of quarterly performance again and again, which is why I'm so optimistic and bullish about the prospects for our company going forward. And I can't help but think of Moneyball in terms of knowing what your leading indicators are and and what you really need to be paying attention to um, in order to get the performance that you're looking for. Do Do you feel like that's an apt analogy? And if so, how, you know, how, do, how do you think about that on a daily basis? Yeah, I agree with that analogy. I, I will add this to the Moneyball theory. I think it's a combination of wisdom, experience, and new data science. So I think even Moneyball has evolved, and the statistics have become even more important as we go through time. But I, I value the human side equally as much, the insight, um, the psyche, talking to our underwriters about where our relationships are with certain of our brokers, what kind of quality of flow are we receiving? Are they positioned well in their markets? Who are we positioned with? So 
I think when you combine great human instincts with terrific data science, you've got a formula that is absolutely awesome. And yes, we're just beginning to understand how important data science and technology can be to a business. I think we're going to look back five years from now and you know, I, I can't believe we were doing business like that in 2021. Just the same way if we look back and say, this is how we did business in 2010, we we'll say, wow, you know, how did we live without the phone in our pocket all day? Or how did we live without having this 24-7 online shopping experience uh, between what we're bringing together with digital, how we engage with agents and customers? Um, not everybody is, will have both the innovative skills and the technical capabilities, Paul, to pull all this off. I think we do. So let's pivot to talk about one of the other pillars of our enterprise strategy, which is attracting and retaining the talent that we need to be successful in the long run. In your mind, what does it take to stand out in such a competitive employment environment like the one that we're seeing today? And just also, as you think about uh, position in the war for talent, how does the Hartford's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion support our agenda? I think the world is more mobile today, a little more versatile, and it's incumbent on us as a community of, of professionals here at the Hartford to create, to sustain an environment that people feel challenged by, feel respected, where performance matters, not how long you've been in a chair or who you know, but what you're able to contribute. And so, you know, I, I try to live that, Paula, every day. I've tried to live that every day because I believe in it since I walked in the door here. Uh, I care about that. And I think if we all live by those standards, we create a really special place. And I think we have a special place today, one that can get better, but diversity is something that we value. Um, diversity of opinion, of thought, of background, of skill. But I, you know, I also challenge, you know, all of us, including myself, that we, we need to become subject matter experts, right? Relative to us attaining the next level, the next level, we need people that are innovative, thoughtful, know their craft. And it's up to us to bring those ideas and talents in a room to help make us better. And when I say in a room, it could be virtual room or it could be in a room together. We're going to figure that out over the next couple of years as we move into this new working environment. But I think we all share a responsibility to do everything we can to create a place that we want to be a part of every day. And so I, I try to live that and do my best to share those values. And Candidly, I want feedback around me. So if I'm not living into those values, I ask my directs and Lori Rodden and folks that I respect a lot. And some of those folks that I know will share, you know, difficult to hear news, but the real news I need to hear. Uh, and then, you know, Chris and I, we, we live this place. So we want to be in the middle of the action, right? We want to be in the tower where we can get a sense of what is happening, what isn't right, and how can we change that? And so I think what we've done even trying to listen through this pandemic, we understand we're not going to look like the company we were pre-COVID, but we want to be the best company we can be coming out. And there's so many things that are going so right today that we want to take advantage of that. And I think leaning into this performance culture is exactly the step for us. But Paula, we will do that um, 
with all of the traits that have made us the company we are today, and one I hope everybody is as proud of as I am. I want to come back around on some of your comments relative to the pandemic and and the way that it's impacting uh, the way that we work and interact. But as we um, close off on the conversation about talent and DEI, I'm just wondering, as you reflect on your own DEI journey, is there a particular milestone or learning that really stands out for you? Really good question. And I'm not sure there's just one. Certainly a learning journey, one that probably had taken a bit for granted. Um, I think about, you know, these last 15, 18 months, I've gone back to some of my close friends um, and asked them, you know, why didn't we have some of the conversations that now I'm more aware of? And so we've, it's just been a good 15 months for me to clean the sheet and go back and, and not assume. And so whether that be inside, whether that be, you know, externally with friends, um, group sessions, one-on-one, I've had just a myriad of, of conversations, including some courageous that have helped me kind of see and think about a broader world. So I think I'm a better person for that, Paula. That journey will continue, but I'm not sure they're just one or two milestones that I would point to. It's great. And I think, I think you have described what a lot of us feel, which is that it's a process that happens every day. So most of our colleagues across the Hartford have been working in a fully remote environment for a year and a half now. What has been your biggest takeaway from this experience and how does it inform your own thinking about the future of work at the Hartford? Well, I think as I reflect on that journey, I was amazed at how quickly as a company we were ready to stand up the needs from a remote perspective. And I I can't say enough thanks to IT and the capabilities there and communications. It's just complete team effort to get 19,000 associates stood up the way they did. We've all learned to communicate uh, in ways that probably we didn't, at least I didn't have the 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 view to push our boundaries. So I think we've learned, Paula, there are different ways to work. It's clear that we should lean on those learnings as we create our environment going forward. And it does play into the talent dynamic. I'm excited to leverage the learnings. Um, And I think as a company, we've worked hard to listen to our folks and listen to the marketplace so that we balance, you know, needs across customers, shareholders, and employees. So really a comprehensive view across all of our different stakeholders is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, and I think, you know, we have to earn into that. You know, people say all the time, Doug, you gave us such tremendous feedback. I did during the pandemic, Um, but it has to be sustainable. And there were things that I don't think we did as well during COVID being a part that we would do together. So we got to find what those things are. We take an enormous amount of risk as teams in our business and I value collaboration. Um, and so we have to figure out how we're going to do that together. I think about the training dynamic and, and yes, there are learners, but they're all, there are learners that are very comfortable with, with electronic media, but they're also visual learners. There are learners in the room. And I feel like I have not been the same teacher or coach at times through this screen as I could be if I was in a room with a flip chart. But, you know, we're all going to flex to that 
and we're going to find our way. And in the end, it'll be about performance, right? We, we know now what we're capable of, and I think capable of even doing more than what we did last quarter. We're going to have to adjust, and we will adjust because it's that critical for us as a franchise going forward. Well, thank you, Doug, uh, for making time to talk. This has just been such a great conversation. I know I personally feel the energy of your optimism, and I can't help but think that our listeners are also sharing that excitement. Just the exuberance coming out of our mid-year results, just it feels like there's a real wind at our back. and a real whoosh that we're about to experience as a company. So thank you for for sharing your insights on that. Paula, thank you. This is my first podcast. I've listened to several, but this is my first live. And probably if you had asked me 15 months ago to do this, I would have said no way. (laughs) Being a part of this today, and I hope uh, people can enjoy this conversation. Great. Well, I know it's been a great experience for everybody who's listening, and uh, I hope it's been a great experience for you. Very good. Awesome. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. Until next time, I'm Paula Angelo. This has been The Lead, the Hartford's Executive Podcast Series. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get notified of the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.